Welcome to the Discovery Nutrition Podcast. I'm Nathan Baldwin, a dietitian and specialist in helping people overcome the emotional and behavioral struggles that hold them back from making long-term changes. In this podcast, we explore rediscovering the joy with food, moving away from a diet mentality and working with our negative emotions to help create a more meaningful life that you love and you want to continue living. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Episode three today. Um, again, I'm, I'm so glad that I've started doing this, um, you know, off the back of the episode that we had last time, which was value-based action. Um, this isn't something that I suppose, actively thought of when I started doing this podcast, but getting started with these podcasts is definitely an action that I've taken to step towards my values. It's being creative and having some fun with the work that I'm doing and it's something that I'm really valuing. And, you know, this is the third one that I'm recording now and I walk away from each one feeling fantastic, you know, not because I'm getting millions of views because that's definitely not the case or because I'm getting any immense success from it. Um, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. So thanks very much for giving me the opportunity and thanks for listening. Um, You're really the reason that I'm doing this podcast. Um, But before we jump into it today, I just wanted to say that if you felt uh, a little bit generous, if you wanted to do a good deed today, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a comment, a review or share this podcast with someone, Um, whether it's a colleague, if you're a dietitian that's listening along or whether it's a friend that you think some of these things that I'm talking through might benefit, um, I'd really appreciate if you were were to be able to do one of those things. But let's jump into today. Today I wanted to talk you through a conversation that I had with one of my clients um, just yesterday. So this is something that's really, really um, common. I'd say I I have this with pretty much everyone that I see. But it's a really, really tricky thing to get through because it seems so straightforward, but a lot of the times we're actually setting ourselves up for failure. Um, So the conversation that we had, well, actually, no, I'll tell you a bit about this person. So this this guy, he's living in a large body and his goal, so yesterday was the first time that I'd seen him, um, his goal is all about losing weight. Now, this isn't uncommon. It's not necessarily a bad thing that he wants to lose weight um, but when when I saw him is very much in I suppose again that that diet mentality it's you know just about seeing the number on the scales it's about getting smaller and not necessarily about too much else because well the weight's the main goal so I'd met him um, he's close to 50 years old he's obviously a man um, now you know getting started from the get-go with men it's a lot harder for them to open up Um, and be vulnerable to their emotions, but even let alone have the conversation about, I suppose, working with them going forward. Um, And he was telling me a little bit about his week. So I said, you know, what's what's been happening? What changes have you made already? Um, He'd been working with a colleague previously. Um, Got some great results, but I'm just here to really try and make that a long-term thing. Um, But yeah, he'd got some great results. And we were talking about the last week and what I'd been doing that's great, but... More specifically, what had happened in the last week that wasn't so fantastic? Um, what struggles has he come across? So he started telling me about 
one day at work, he was having a particularly bad day. He was dealing with some clients that really, really grind his gears. Um, and he was really stressed. So he travels around a fair bit for work. Again, not an uncommon story. And when he's stressed, one of the things that he likes to go for is a Coke or a beer. It helps him unwind. It's tasty. Um, and it helps him feel better. So we, we got to talking about it and I said, well, you know, what is it about that Coke or beer that makes you, makes you enjoy it? Well, for starters, it tastes good, um, de-stresses me a fair bit. And, you know, I, I, he said, I almost have this narrative that's going on where I, I tell myself that you deserve it. You know, you've had a hard day. You've just put up with this bloke who's a bit of an asshole. You know, why, why don't you deserve a Coke? Why don't you deserve to unwind? And this is, I suppose, a part of the conversation where sometimes I just like to pause where we are and dig in a little bit deeper. So this deserve narrative, it's something that is, again, really common for a lot of people. And sometimes it's just about looking at it from a different perspective. Now, listening to this from uh, your perspective, you might be able to see where I'm going here, but when we're looking at things like Coke or alcohol or cigarettes or even food, it's all really the same. When we're using that as a vice, regardless of whether we're saying why why we should have it, when we're doing this, it's setting us up for, I suppose, a short-term win. So, you know, short-term, the Coke or the beer or the chocolate or whatever, it's going to make you feel good. Um, And I explain that, like, this is physiologically something that happens you know when we eat chocolate when we have a burst of sugar it creates lots of hormones that make us happy momentarily Um, but obviously they wear off Uh, and if you can imagine that this is something that you do quite regularly you know say you're having a block of chocolate and um, four cans of coke if we were to go for a, a, a more out there example there's a good chance that's going to have a big impact on your health and you know, all the while it's making you feel good momentarily, but you know, down the track when, um, again, you're not, you, well, you stop and you realize that you're living a life that isn't where you want to be, or you're not, I suppose, that person that you want to be, that brings with it a whole bunch of negative emotions. And even though, yes, you feel good at the time, and you know, whether he is right now, that's obviously something that's important to him to try to step away from those negative feelings and try to feel good. That's creating, in turn, a situation that's going to make him feel worse down the track. So again, as I said, it's sometimes looking about it with a different perspective and saying, well, you know, when I feel bad, I think I deserve Coke. Well, then saying, well, you know, by having this Coke, you're also bringing with it all of the negative emotions that come with that long term. So by saying you deserve the Coke, you're also saying to yourself, well, I deserve to really hate myself down the track. And when we look at it from that perspective, it's, I suppose it's almost a little bit confusing. Why would we choose to hate ourselves? Why would we choose to loathe where we are, what we look like, what we think of ourselves as a person? And, you know, as we've talked about before, all these feed, feed into all these really nasty things that our brain's telling us, you know, that doomsday radio in our head. By saying that we deserve one thing, we're also in turn saying we deserve all the things that come with it. And, you know, if, if you genuinely believe that you deserve that Coke, that's totally cool, but you need to be aware of the things that you're also 
um, committing to deserving when you choose to go down that path. Um, so anyway, that's the narrative that comes up in his head after a long day at work, but he actually made a, a great decision. He, instead of going for the Coke or the beer that he wanted and to feel good, he, he said he went for some soda water, which looking at it from specifically just a calorie perspective is a better choice than Coke to get towards where he wants to be. Now, it's still very rigid, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, and health is a lot more than calories and weight, which we've talked about before. But as far as that's concerned, he saw it as a good choice, which is good. Now, we talked about that. So obviously, he felt quite proud that he was able to do that because it's a struggle that he has frequently. He's told me that you know this isn't uncommon, even in the last few weeks while he's been working with this other coach and starting to get his health on track. This is a struggle that's come up time and time again. And he said trying to go for that soda, even though he felt good about it, it was really, really difficult. He really wanted those Cokes, those beers. And, you know, I explained, he's nearly 50 years old. Um, What he's been going through is something that's been happening for decades. To expect to be able to rewire our brain within a matter of weeks um, to not want those things and to not, I suppose, remember that they do make us feel good in the short term. For it to not be a struggle is um, just not a realistic expectation. So even though he felt good, he, he said, that, you know, this is really, really difficult. And I said to him, like, yeah, it, it would be really difficult. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you feel very proud of yourself. But I'm a little bit concerned because down the track, Um, You know, we've talked about with the rigid diet mentalities, there always comes the point where it just gets too much. You know, that's a real struggle. And as I said, there's a lot of negative messages that came up for him through there, as they do for most people. And, you know, if you're trying to do that day in, day out for months and months on end, there's going to get to the point where the messages win, where you can't go for the soda water and you go for the, you know, beer or the Coke. And if we're coming, if we're approaching that the right way, that's not a bad thing. But when we're in this really rigid place, this really rigid mentality of soda is good, I must do it, I must fight this feeling. And, you know, that day comes where we do fail. Then that's where all these messages get so much harder. It says, well, why'd you do that, you idiot? You're making things so much worse for yourself. Why bother? Um, you're going backwards, you know, all these really terrible messages start coming out again, but here they are with so much force and all of a sudden you've got evidence to believe them because you gave into that behavior, whatever it might be. So when we start looking at this rigid mentality, we're really setting ourselves up for failure because when we eventually cave and every single person does, every single person When we do that, these messages become so much more frequent, so much stronger, there's evidence for it. And then when it comes to the next time we say Coke or soda, those messages come up again. It's, well, you you know, you screwed it up last time, so why not do it again? And this is something that happens with every single person that I see. They've always been through the ringer of, oh, I've done one bad thing, so another one won't help. These stack on top of each other again and again and again. And suddenly they've stopped doing all of those committed actions that they made because it just got too hard. The feelings and negative chatter became too overwhelming and they weren't able to keep going.
So the core of the message that we continue talking about was what the behaviors that he did and the things that he went through, they weren't necessarily the wrong things to do or the wrong ways to think about them. Again, we just need to change our perspectives. How I like to describe this is, so as we talked about, everything going on there was a struggle. It was a struggle not to get the Coke or the beer because, you know, his brain and his old behaviors and his emotions were saying, do it, it'll make you feel better. And it was a real struggle to go for the soda water. So the reason that this struggle came up is because he was at all costs trying to get rid of those feelings that were underpinning why this came up. So as we talked about, the feelings obviously came from his day at work. Stressful situation, working with a client he didn't like, some things happened. These bring up these emotions. And the body's initial reaction is to get rid of this bad feeling. I feel unsafe. I don't like it. Get rid of it. That's why these cravings come up. That's why it's saying Coke's going to make you feel good. Beer's going to make you feel good. Soft drink's going to make you feel good. Um, chocolate, Maccas, whatever. It's going to make you feel good. It'll get rid of this feeling. Do it. That's why these feelings come up because we want to feel safe as quickly as possible. And this is why I don't like to use the word addiction because it's a little bit different than that. But this feeling that it sets up is something that our body thrives off. It does not like feeling uncomfortable or unhappy. But by avoiding these feelings, this is what we set up. We avoid them again and again and again. Eventually, we're going to um, we're going to give in to that feeling because we just want to feel good for a change. But how we can get around this is we need to stop avoiding those feelings. Now, again, this sounds super simple me to say it, but you're probably thinking, well, again, easier said than done. So what the hell does that mean, Nathan? So with my clients, I take them through and I help them work through these negative feelings that come up. It's all about creating um, emotional and psychological flexibility. We can't ever get rid of sadness. We can't get rid of shame. We can't get rid of anxiety. They're always going to be there. If we were never sad, we could never be happy. If we were never stressed, we could never be calm. To be devoid of one is to be devoid of all of the emotions. And this is what some people don't understand. It's like, um, you know, you can be ecstatic when you get a promotion, but, and you feel like really happy and all you want to do is cling on to that feeling, but eventually it goes when you have to dig into the work because it probably comes with lots of other responsibilities. Same with like kids. Like you feel such elation. I'm sure I don't have kids, but there's a lot of positive emotions become, but you know, they don't last forever. It's like when I got engaged, it was the best couple of days of my life. But then, you know, you get back into the grind and you know, not much actually changes apart from this thing. And life sets in. Those emotions don't last just as sadness, anger, they don't last forever. But when we avoid them, they come back and back and back because we're constantly trying to push them away. But when we're working with them, they don't have that power over us. When we work through the anger or the frustration or the guilt or the shame, then it doesn't have the power over us to say, 
you feel like crap, therefore go have the chocolate, go have the Coke. It's saying, I feel like crap. Here I am working with this emotion, embracing this emotion, acknowledging it's here rather than avoiding it, working through that so that on the other end, it's not this big scary thing that's really dictating what I have to do next. It's not dictating what food I have to eat. It's not dictating whether I drink Coke or soda water. So we need to start working with those feelings and how do we do that? The first thing is talking through those feelings. So this is, I won't go through the activity itself because it's a little bit hard to explain um, just via audio, but you need to talk through what you're feeling. You need to dig deep and this isn't easy for everyone. As I said, sometimes journaling can be a really good way to get this out. Um, You need to talk through the situation and acknowledge what feelings might be there. When you're able to acknowledge these feelings, um, now there's a few things you can do to work through it. The real goal is to approach these feelings. I always like to think of it as like it's um, the monster under a bed for a small child. It's so scary when you're avoiding it. You know, you're hiding under the sheets. You don't want to face it. You know it's there, but you don't want to face it. Then, you know, you put your head under the bed and it's actually just you know, a torch shining on a small figurine. It's exactly the same thing. These emotions, they're so big and scary when we're avoiding them, but when we're able to confront them, work with them, they're not nearly as scary as we think they are. And when we're able to see that, it doesn't have the power over us. A really simple um, thing that you can do is, if you're able to dig deep into that emotion uh, in the stories that your brain's telling you, Um, A really simple thing you can do is sing whatever that story is to the tune of happy birthday. A really common one that I'd say nearly every single person has is the I'm not good enough story. Um, I've certainly got it in lots of aspects of my life. If anyone's ever heard of the imposter syndrome, which from what I've seen, a lot of people have, um, you know, whether you feel like an imposter at work, uh, an imposter with family, whatever, Everyone's got some aspect of that story. And if that's, you know, the really negative story that's coming up in your head, then by saying, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. I'm not a good person. I don't like myself. You know, these these messages that are really, really negative and powerful going through our heads normally, just by having a bit of fun with it, making it a bit more playful, as I said, singing it to the tune of happy birthday or you can sing it to whatever silly song that you like. It's not to belittle the feeling because, again, belittling it, trying to beat it down, that's just another way to avoid it. It's about confronting this thing and realizing that it's not as scary as you think it is by taking this big monster under the bed to you know, this ant-sized figurine As I said, it's always going to be there, but when it comes down to this size, you notice that it's not nearly as powerful. And in this situation um, with my client, it's the exact same outcome. If he was able to go through this exercise that we went through um, before 
really diving headfirst into that struggle. So he has the bad day, sees the annoying client, the feelings come up, but he goes through the exercise. He works with his feelings, acknowledges what they are, works through them and breaks down the power that they have. It's the same outcome. He walks into that shop. He thinks, oh, yeah, Coke can make me feel a lot better, but I'm choosing to go for the soda water. Suddenly, it takes this battle away. We're not in a battle with our emotions because we're not trying to avoid them anymore. We confront them, we acknowledge them, and we deal with them in one way or another. And even in the instance where he deals with those emotions and he chooses to have the Coke or he chooses to have the beer or whatever it might be, coming from that perspective, when it happens, it's not a failure anymore. It's just a Coke or it's just a beer. This is really where we want to get to people, which is moving away from those rigid rules that this is bad, this is good. Um, You know, I always say to people, you want to become this skinny person and you're saying that chocolate, Coke, all this stuff's bad. Do you think that there's skinny people out there in the world or thinner people out there in the world who don't have chocolate or who don't drink Coke? It's like it's a really common theme for people to say to to me, like I'll be out at a party and I'll eat cake and they'll say, oh, you're a dietitian, you shouldn't eat that. It's like, well, who are you to judge what I eat? You know, I I eat this because I'm choosing to, because at this point in time, it's something that I want to do. It's something that I'm actively choosing to do. So long as you can approach that in the manner that isn't saying that you're a failure or is going to make you feel terrible afterwards... That's totally fine. But if you have figured out that the soda water or whatever it might be is something, is like your active goal going forward that, um, you know, it's your towards moves that you need to be making, then that's okay. But again, the goals have to be realistic. You can't expect that you're going to do that for the rest of your life. You can't expect that, you know, you're never going to have a Coke or a cake or some chocolate again. So it's all about ending that struggle. As I said, it's the exact same outcome, but it's completely changing our mindset and our relationship around the food and around the outcome. You know, we we don't fail if we drink the Coke. It's just Coke. And that emotion doesn't have the control over us that it once had. This is just one of the skills that I go through with my clients. As I said, it's tricky to do over audio, but I'll spend some time to think about how I can share that with you so you can get, I suppose, the value out of it. But by really focusing on when you are in this struggle and recognizing, well, is it something that's not serving me? Is it something that's making me feel worse? By... Being able to work through those emotions, work with them so that they don't have that control, that's where we can really start to create some fantastic changes in your life because you don't feel guilty when things aren't always on plan and you're able to include these things in your life, which, as I said in the last episode, we need to create a life that's meaningful for you. If you know a piece of cake on your birthday or a beer or two on the weekend is what makes life meaningful for you, Because as I said, it's different for every single person. If that's what's going to make life meaningful to you and we can do it in a way that's um, going to fit into the person that you want to become, then 
By all means, why shouldn't you be able to do that? So I just want to wrap up today's session quickly. We've been talking a lot about the struggles that people go through. And I know that this story isn't one that's singular to this guy. This is something that nearly every single person I see goes through. And look, it could be something for you as well. If it is, I'd love to hear about your perspective on what I've said and I suppose your experiences as well. So please message me on Instagram at discovery underscore nutrition. But yeah, I really want to, I suppose, make clear that by ending that battle with the feelings and the, the rigid mentalities we have around the outcomes, this is where we can really set ourselves up for some fantastic long-term changes and not just with our life, but again, oh sorry, not just with our health, but really to help enrich and live a more meaningful life. You know, if you don't have to go through life worrying about if everything you do is good or bad, if every time you eat food, you're a failure or you're just on your way, how much more meaningful and peaceful and happy is your life going to be? That's what I want for you. Um, I'd, I'd really love to hear your thoughts. So please leave um, some comments or a review on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nathan Baldwin, a dietitian with Discovery Nutrition. Um, thanks very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast again. I really enjoyed it. As always, the information that I provide in here, it's educational and general in nature. If you feel like it's brought up some uncomfortable feelings um, for you and you think you'd like some advice that is specific to your situation, then I implore you to please get in touch with your local healthcare provider, whether it's a dietitian or a psychologist, whoever it might be. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.